The, the only thing that's different is Martin Moritz's face is fatter. Hold up, Mike. I gotta catch my breath, Mike. So I do like chicken sandwiches. Well, who else would you have on the cover of Playboy these days, right? See if, see, see if you can polish this turn. I'm, I'm trying to be positive here, uh, Jake. Oh, Jake is also available for anniversaries and birthday parties. Take- I thought you were going to tell me treat him like cats and spray him with a water bottle. <laughs> no, no. Not enough money behind this podcast to get him on here. Because <laughs> it's not the kids' fault they're shitheads. It's not. <laughs> It's the parents. Well, the parents are shitheads, too. You know, why are you talking shit? Have you won anything? No. Because... Then shut the fuck up. Wait, nobody ever said there was a plot to ramble. <laughs> Delete your account, go back to bed, cry for a couple of days, and reflect <laughs> on what you're actually going to do with your life. Join us on the ADG podcast. Someone that knows about these Detroit Lions that drive us absolutely insane on everything that they do. Rachel Marie, YouTube blogger, joins us on the ADG podcast. Rachel, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure. So l- let's go back to the beginning. Tell us how you got into the whole YouTube blogging about the Detroit Lions. So I kind of just felt like it was a missed calling. I kind of take it back to, um, you know, when I was in school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do and trying to think of all of the applications of my skills for some reason that totally overlooked um, maybe going into some sort of broadcast communications major or something like that, but just figured better late than never. And there's not a lot of things that I am much more passionate about than talking about the lions, whether it's good or it's bad. So that's kind of what brought me back around to it. Right. We see a lot of, uh, um, male bloggers uh, youtubers talking about the lines it's it gives people a nice perspective when a female blogger gets out and really is informed about this team and and what females uh, uh, think about the lions and what they do and how knowledgeable you are do you think that, that, that you're kind of like setting the bar when it comes to female youtube sports bloggers in the detroit area um i would certainly hope so I haven't, to be fair, haven't done a lot of research as to who else is out there. Um, But I definitely pride myself on keeping up with it, doing my research before I put anything online. And just kind of like you said, being knowledgeable enough to where I can talk about it and be a source that people can kind of trust. Absolutely. Yeah, that Uh, that makes sense. Sorry, Darren. Uh, That makes sense. And now, uh, as having a niche market, because you can kind of call it a niche market, uh, YouTubing about the Detroit Lions and not exactly the most potent team in the NFL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're not. I'm sorry. Love this team, but they're just not. Now, like we kind of discussed before the show, so our audience kind of knows, um, everybody knows from listening to our show, Darren's super nice about this team. Can't, you know, whoa, it gets, it gets Okay, I called you a slappy, which <laughs> it was a little much, but I guess. And you, you're also um, very to the point. You give us uh, in your videos a lot of details, exactly what happens. Uh, you know, gives us uh, like all the info we need. But we want to know, since I'm very cynical about this team, even though I, it's my favorite team, mm-hmm. we want to know your your opinion, honestly, on what, what's happened the last few years since the Matt Patricia coach hire. Ah, the loaded question. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) Right off the bat. Let's do it. (laughs) 
Um, you know, I was initially pretty excited about the hire, um, just kind of seeing what he had done with the defense there in New England. And obviously with him coming from a coaching staff with Belichick, who, I mean, might be the greatest coach of all time. Um, originally, I, I was very excited. And of course, over the past couple of years, I have shook my head, said, what are we doing? Not really seen um, what what their vision is, I guess. It, it hasn't come across very much just yet. But at the end of the day, the way that I look at it now is that I'm not going to stop rooting for the Lions. So in essence, that means that for the time being, I sort of have to root for Patricia as well. Um, I think his approach in free agency this year kind of gives me a little bit better of an idea of where he wants to go, especially with this defense. Um, But I think if it doesn't work out, the best thing for everybody that really, really, really hates this Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn regime can rest easy because they won't be around anyways. <laughs> exactly. It, it's safe to say that this upcoming season, uh, 2020, it's pretty much on the line for them to either to, to make a, a playoff run or be a playoff contender. Because according to last season and their dismal season, the ownership uh, put out this letter. I'm sure you. I'm sure you heard of and that that say that that we that we want to be playoff contenders in the year 2020. So it's that much pressure. Do you see them making a, a really a franchise altering move come the draft? Maybe they take a highly touted quarterback, or do they play it safe, build up the defense, and 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 go from there? Um, I would personally be very surprised if they did end up taking a quarterback. Not that I don't see the sense that it could make for the future, but um, I would be really surprised, especially like you said, with that win now mandate. Mm-hmm. I think the defense was just the huge Achilles heel of this team last season. You know, no matter what the offense did. They could not overcome the fact that the defense was letting up 400 yards a game, you know, whether even even when they started becoming a little bit more stout against the run. I mean, they were just getting passed on all day. Um, So I would certainly be surprised if we didn't see them go defense in this first round of the draft, whether that means, you know, they, they stick with that number three pick if a certain someone is still there. Right. Or um, if they if they trade back, which I think right now is the popular choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think it's for me personally, it's it's either you take a certain Chase Young if he happens to fall from two to three. If mm-hmm. not, then I would trade back and then where you could still possibly get uh, your uh, the player that you want plus another pick. Uh, because face it with this team uh, trading away uh, uh one of their top defensive players, I, I should say, their top defensive players, and Darius Slay, for mm-hmm. uh, for a couple a couple of draft picks. That's uh, it's kind of uh, really altering a defense that was horrible to even more horrible uh, right now. So obviously, they I, I don't know what they're thinking when it comes to uh, the, the the defensive side of the ball, especially when you have a coach whose calling card is a defensive mastermind. Well, so. uh, here, here's, a, here's a question. You guys remember when we, we were here 
last year at this time <laughs> after free agency. Yeah. You guys remember mm-hmm. that time? Put yourself back into that uh, mentality of last year at this time after free agency ended, how we all felt. Mm. You know what? This defense might be something. We might actually be really good on defense. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's how we felt. Now, <laughs> comparing that, those, all those moves and what happened to the moves that they made this year, and I, I don't feel good about this. I really don't. I don't think we, we got better on defense. And that's before the draft. No, it, it, it's going to be more when it comes to uh, putting the right people in place. They obviously want to go in a younger mentality on defense, more depth, because that's what happened last year with all the injuries. They had no depth in the in in their in their starting defense. They were picking up guys off the street mm-hmm. and just throwing them in there. Because right. I I understand that's what happens in the NFL. You, you are going to have injuries, but it just it just hit them like a ton of bricks on both sides of the ball. Uh, so, Rachel, I want to ask you a question. I think every line fan has to has to be asked when it comes okay. to quarterbacks. Are are you a Matthew Stafford fan? Yes or no? Uh, yes, I definitely am. Um, I'm on the quarterback wins really not being a genuine stat train. Um, I, I really think that I can't besides maybe one or two seasons and both of those seasons, we made the playoffs. I can't really think of any other times that he hasn't just had a train wreck around him, whether it be (laughs) the offensive line, which we, which used to be a bigger struggle um, or the defense, you know, but on either side of the ball, it just seems like, you know, no matter what, it's very hard for him to get it done. And at the end of the day, I think he's still shown that he can, considering he holds the record for the most comeback wins in the fourth quarter in one season in the entire league. So I, I think that that kind of says something. But and there's a lot of people that says he's been here 11 years. He hasn't won anything. Uh, that meaningful and by meaningful we mean playoff games and like when is it for a a Lions fan Lions organization I know those are two different things but as a Lions fan when is enough enough when it comes to sticking with the quarterback that hasn't that hasn't done it you know that hasn't won the big game hasn't showed that they can win at the at the right time I think they're at a point in his career where that time just kind of comes when he's done playing, honestly. Um, with the contract that we gave him a couple years ago, you know, I think the part of the reason that we've got to have this win now mentality outside of the fact that what we're, we have been doing just hasn't been working is the fact that it almost seems like we've wasted an incredible quarterback's career not being able to support, put the correct supporting cast around him. Um, and at this point, I, I see him retiring in Detroit because I, I just can't picture any other scenario or maybe I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that a difficult Detroit mentality where we waste um, Hall of Famers' careers? Barry, Calvin <laughs> We've Johnson. certainly done it, yeah. Like that's that's gonna be uh, part for the course, and I think for Stafford, if we if the team doesn't make 
something a strategic move wise and they just keep him and go with him until they totally wear him out by not having or giving him what the team needs but like a defense but, yeah but but going through this, I, and I, i'm asking this as i'm watching a, a bunch of two uh, uh highlights on uh, oh yeah you are right oh, now <laughs> yeah just, you are i'm just saying in, in a draft that is such a quarterback rich draft like wouldn't wouldn't the lions be stupid i know that they are stupid but it would, would be idiotic to uh to pass on one of these highly touted rookies just to just to sit behind stafford for a year and if stafford still wants to play awesome maybe the, that's where you leverage uh, a trade you know and you get something for him because there there are teams that are enamored are enamored with him and think he still has a lot of a lot left in the tank I know, I know the Patriots are gung-ho all about Matthew Stafford. Dallas mm-hmm. loves Matthew Stafford as well. Could you see a scenario where the Lions trade him and at least give him a shot to win somewhere else? Man. Um... <laughs> I know it's a lot to swallow. Yeah. That's that's good. It's it, like I wrote that question for Darren or something. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's another really good question. Um, I'll just say that I would not be surprised by anything that the Lions do, especially <laughs> something that would upset the entire fan base or a vast majority of the fan base like that. So yeah. I, you know, I, I really wouldn't be surprised. And I do see the value in taking a younger, talented quarterback and letting them learn from a veteran quarterback, especially one with the skill set that Matthew Stafford has. And, and I think the, the mindset that he has as well. Um, but I just, I don't know if I see that being this year because actually of that win now mandate and the, de- the defense just being so much worse right. Right. than anything that they'd be looking at, you know, for the future on offense. That's right. That's right. Well, yep. we'll see. That's, that's why people need to tune into your YouTube channels for all this insight when it comes to the Detroit Lions. There you go. Exactly. Now, let's look at the uh, you know, the mock draft for a second. Now, we all know that only so much uh, that can be done with the third overall pick. We, we have the first pick, obviously, is going to be Joe Burrow. Chase mm-hmm. Young is definitely going to Washington because they just picked up another quarterback. Maybe. So the line... Oh, yes. And then, as much as I wish, we could get him here in Detroit. Now, number three, you're very limited now. You either take Tua or you trade down. There's no other option. Personally, for me, what is your take on... on the, what, what's Rachel's take on, on, on the mock draft? Because Darren is going to yell in a minute. <laughs> well, um... You know, I, I'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed because the Redskins... Um, I, I believe will actually be trading away their veteran offensive tackle. So it could create a need there. Um, and, you know, we can, we can pray that maybe young actually does fall to three. And I think if he does, it's a given, you know, he's yeah. going to be an immediate impact player. Um, so I think there are a lot of us out there keeping our fingers crossed for that to be the case. But if not, you know, I've definitely been preaching in my videos that I'm all for trading down, increasing your draft stock, because I think Isaiah Simmons, Jeff Okuda could still be on the board if, say, the Chargers want to trade up for Tua. Right. 
That, that, that's true. There's a lot of mock drafts that have them either most likely trading down. It's either one or other. They're either trading down or they're taking Okuda at three. Um, you mentioned uh, Trent Williams being gone. But let's be realistic. Do you see them really taking on an offensive lineman at at, at, at two at second overall? Probably not. You know this. You know. I know. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I have my fingers <laughs> crossed, just like you. I just don't. I I just don't see it. You know. But but yeah, I I totally agree that I think if Chase Young is gone at two. Trade down, grab an extra pick, maybe use that extra pick on a quarterback in the second or third round, right? Right. Well, there you go. Well, there's there's no uh, there's no projected um, tight ends in the first round, so I think oh, we yeah, might be we don't safe. Have to worry about that. That's the one possession. That's that, one position we're good at. Yeah, that was so. the joke that I was gonna make. I'm like, you never know what Washington will do because we've taken so many tight ends in the first round. Oh. I just can't. Oh. Well, oh, we, well, we, we we look at it and. I, me and Jake like to, like to play this game, you know, future bust or boom. Uh, so TJ Hawkinson, do you think he's going to be a future bust or boom? I think he's going to boom. I do think that he is set for a great career in the NFL. I think um, just just with another partially, team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it could be with another team. We started off so hot with him last season, and yeah, then it's that, like, that where did he go? It's Arizona. That's and that was yeah. it. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think I think uh, he's a really talented kid and I think he's going to have a great career ahead of him, whether or not it's with the Lions and why we really stopped using him as much last year. I'm yeah. not sure. But well, here's a here's a question for you. And I guess it could be for all of us. Uh, but since you're our guest today, we're going to start with you. What is your worst case scenario and best case scenario for the draft? Worst case scenario, best case scenario. What could horribly happen? What could they draft to piss you off completely? And if they draft, what is your best case scenario for the draft? Well, the number, Lions number do three. need a punter. The Lions do okay. need a punter. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw that. Oh. I saw that they need a punter now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is some sort of worst case scenario somewhere. Yeah. But I think, I mean, circling back to what we were just saying, I don't think this is even within the realm of possibility, but the absolute worst case scenario would to see for me would be them taking some sort of offensive skill player like a tight end in the first round, even if they traded back, that'd be my abs. I, I mean, I think everybody would be incredibly mind blown, but we've been there before. Yeah. Um, and best case scenario, Chase Young's there at three. I would really, I, I'd really like to see him on the edge opposite Trey Flowers and, and what they might be able to do together, especially that, in that I believe we did strengthen our linebacker core somewhat. I mean, we'll really have to see kind of how they use them. But um, I think Jamie Collins is, even at his age, coming off of a really promising season, considering um, it's actually been his best season in four or five years on his return to the Patriots. So we'll have to see what he kind of brings in. But I could see Young on that edge, and if we have a – linebacker that could maybe rack up some sacks as well maybe seven sacks like he did last season that'd be amazing right and, and that's been the biggest uh one of the biggest weakness of, of lions is their linebacking core and everyone thought it was going to be improved with you know we you know uh, gerard davis uh 
finally being healthy and then uh Tavai being the, the the new draft guy on on the scene obviously Tavai had some bright moments last year uh, mm-hmm. in his first season uh but yeah you, you add a veteran guy like Jamie Collins that knows Patricia's uh, defensive style you know it, it, would you say he's more he's more in uh, the mentor role than kind of like starting all 16 games this year uh yeah I would say that especially because I mean some of his comments to the media shows you that he's definitely going to take over a leadership role in the locker room for these younger guys um I believe I saw something this morning where he was saying oh we're going to start winning like right now and that's kind of the mentality that I think that they need to have in that locker room. And if he's bringing it, I'm happy to have it. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, some of the free agency moves that the Lions did make uh, in losing former players. Which one of the former Lions that they did lose in free agency do you think is going to hurt them the most? Uh, definitely Darius Slay. Um That was a rough one for me. I think I even tweeted something along the lines of, I need to practice what I preach and try not to cry when they finalize (laughs) the deal for Slay. (laughs) He really has been one of my favorite Lions players. He's definitely on my list of all-time favorites. Um, I think that's going to hurt being that Desmond Trufant, from what I can tell, looking at um, his stats over his career, um, obviously, we're paying him less money, but he certainly has has less accomplishments. Not that he, by any means, is a bad cornerback. Um, he's certainly still one of the better in the league. But I mean, you just you can't replace a guy like Darius Slay. That he he just there's no separation from him. He's on he's on the receivers like glue. It's it's insane. I I think it's going to be really hard to replace him out there. Right. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on I know after he left, he spoke to the media about what it what it was like working for um, sorry, playing for Matt Patricia and how he said that he did not really get along with them, did not agree with anything he really said. And especially after they traded away uh, Diggs, uh, Quandary Diggs uh, during the season, I, I think that's when he lost pretty much all control of the locker room. Just want to get your thoughts on, like, do you really think that the players are, are willing to play for this guy? Is that the reason why they're, they're not be able to secure free agency, uh, free agents to come to Detroit? Whew, this has been the debate online all week. Um, so I'm somewhere in the middle on it. First, I definitely think I need to say that I, I certainly don't think that comments like the ones Slay is talking about Patricia making are, are necessary. Um, I definitely think that there's a way to coach in that kind of hard style that doesn't necessarily have to um, insult or tear down your players. But on the other hand, you know, you do see these guys that played for him in new England having this different mentality or even the players that didn't play under him in new England, but coming from new England, having that different mentality I think there are players coaches out there and there are coaches who have these standards um, that kind of come along with cutting out some of the fun and whether or not I agree with that, I know that those coaches are across the league. Um, 
that being said, do I think that Slay would have stayed if we offered him a three-year, $50 million contract? Probably. So I, I'm like I said, I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in the middle because I, I continue to wonder if money could have made that better anyways. But like I said, I, I still want to clarify that I'm not defending Patricia's comments or or, or that kind of um, locker room mentality in any way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's become a. Uh... It's it's interesting to tell when other people who either used to play for Matt Patricia or just recently left the Lions have to have to say, and they're all kind of in the same boat when it comes to um, telling how it really is inside the Lions locker room. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you guys enjoy this Lions talk, obviously you guys hear us uh, every week, but. Where can, besides YouTube, where can everyone follow Rachel Marie Sports to hear everything that Rachel has to say? Uh, you can look for me on Facebook. It's just going to be under Rachel Marie Sports. On Instagram, the tag is at Rachel Marie Sports. And on Twitter, because apparently somebody once upon a time had Rachel Marie Sports, it is at Rachel Marie Sports. Well, there we go. Perfect. And we will definitely share all that on our socials, too. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. We love Lions talk. Love, love them or hate them. That's our team. We have the <laughs> staff for jerseys. You know, that's how it works. But uh, sometimes you just got to come down on them and tell the truth. So that's what we try to do, too. <laughs> and Darren's laughing in the background. What? Told you he's just laughing. I agree with you is what I'm saying. Just just quick thought, Rach. uh, Thoughts on Tom Brady being a Buccaneer. Oh, boy. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first picture I saw in the mock-up. Do the Buccaneers make the playoffs? Mm. (laughs) You know, since they're adding another team... From each conference, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Get in by default, right? But I did laugh at the memes that say, if you weren't with us when we went seven and nine, don't <laughs> don't start with us when we go eight and eight. And somebody <laughs> says, eight and nine. <laughs> eight and nine, that's great. That can, be yeah. a, a, that, that can work for the Lions as well. That's exactly what's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show again. We appreciate it. This was fun, and we have to do this again, for sure. Yes, let's.